Hello and welcome to Manifesting Magic with Kathleen. So I am super excited today because I have Caitlin Rady here who has done the 30-day self-perception makeover. Hey, Caitlin. Hello, Kathleen. I'm delighted to be here. And what we've done is Caitlin has told me one of the days, which I'm sure there's more than one, but one that has made a big impact on her. And we are going to talk some about that so that you all can hear about one of the days, chapters, days, whatever you want to call it. But in the book, we call it day. So this is day seven, and it's all about action versus inspired action. So Caitlin, what was your thought on that first? What were your first thoughts when you read inspired action versus action? Well, I mean, right in the beginning, you write busy, busy, busy. And I think that's something that everyone can relate to, and especially for myself. And the way you described action versus inspired action, it got me thinking about the concept of that. Because, you know, you question, why am I doing something? You know, what, I mean, even in my, in my job, at my job, you know, with family, in my relationships, you know, my morning routine. Why am I doing something? Um, because I think, you know, throughout the chapter, you really do put that emphasis on asking yourself why you are doing something, because it could be that you're doing something that, and it's not aligning with your goals. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you are busy, 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 busy for really no reason, and you're driving yourself into the ground. So to me, action versus inspired action is basically when action in itself to make yourself feel something is much different than inspired action, which is action because you already feel something. That Yeah, that's so, a great way to put it. Yeah, so for me, it really got me, you know, kind of the wheels turning in my mind um, to organize more my thought process behind the action and kind of weed out what I'm doing. That's kind of like self uh, like self-satisfying mm-hmm. um, or try, trying to make myself feel a certain way instead of just doing things because I feel a certain way. You know, like instead of working out because I want to be thin, um, I want to work out because internally I want to feel healthy. That's a great way. And that's something that a lot of people can relate with, especially at the new year, right? When we talk about the gyms are always full. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I mean... I totally agree with what you're saying, and that's why I like to bring that to everybody's attention, that there's definitely a difference between inspired action and just plain action. And there are some things that we have to do and just take action, right? Like paying the bills, right? So we might have to have a job to make money to pay for things that we're responsible for. And that's good and all. And those are things that we'll do. But then also knowing on the other side of that, that there's inspired actions for things that we have a passion for. And slowly, if you separate those two out and know the difference, you'll gradually start going more towards that inspired action. Just gradually will take over to where the action busy, busy, busy isn't as much as a huge part of your life. Exactly. Exactly. So when you hear the word burnout, what does it mean to you when you get to that point of feeling burnt out? 
So this is actually very interesting. Um, my partner and I had a discussion about this because we're finding, you know, that our parents are starting to get what they call burnt out at their jobs. And I just had one of those um, thoughts that popped into my head and it, I immediately said to him, I said, well, when you're burnt out, that means you have to get fired up about something else. Mm. So to me, I, I think burnout, we tend, because usually when we're burnt out, it's because it's a routine and it's something that we've done for a very long period of time. And when we're being pushed inside to change that routine, maybe we need to up level, right? Like this has served its purpose for you. Now it's time for you to find something else. And what, because we're habitual creatures by nature, human nature, mm -hmm. I think that we'll tend to stay in those habits because they brought us comfort at one time. And we really, really want to feel that comfort again. So we'll continue to do the same thing. And then, you know, you kind of become miserable. And so to me, burn, burning out can be a very good thing. It just depends on how you're going to look at it. Um, and how much, and again, with the 30 day self-perception, you have the confidence. I mean, when, once you finish this book, I mean, you really, I encourage anyone, male or female, to read this book. Um, whether you have, you know, law of attraction or, or whatever you, you uh, whatever your self-belief is, okay, that's unique to you. Because it's either going to be a major refresher or it's just going to open up the doors to completely different thought processes and help you. Um, but it, it depends on getting back to my point. <laughs> it depends on how you look at burnout. So you can look at burnt out as, you know, I'm burning out of my job, which means I'm, I'm going to be miserable and I'm just going to have to cope. Or you can say, oh my gosh, I completed the lesson. I'm done with this, you know, season of my life and now I can move on. And you can light and, that fire again. I love the way you put that because I was actually looking at a candle this morning and it was to the very bottom and I was trying to light it. I kept trying to light it. And I looked at my son and I said, you know what? I think we need to get another candle or buy another wick to put the wax in so we can make this candle work again. <laughs> I mean, but so it was, it was like totally it's burnt out. Now, what do I do? Do I go buy another wick and put that wax in that I poured off that candle because I love that smell? Or do I go take a new path and buy a new candle? And I just think that we are at that point when you reach burnout, like you said, that we can either relight that candle and keep going with that same scent <laughs> that we're just used to, or we could just take a little turn here and go buy another candle with a different scent that will light us up in a new way. And burnout is important. It is a huge milestone in our life. If we think about it that way, doesn't it give it a whole new meaning, like like a positive meaning instead of a negative one? Because burnt out in my past, um, and what I hear people say is used in a negative way. It, the first thing you think of is negativity. And by the way you've explained it, it is a spark. It's a light. And now we are now open to different decisions. We, we have a decision to make, so we're not stuck anymore. It's up to us though, right? So then it comes back to our self-perception. It's up to us as to whether or not we totally trust our intuition to make that jump into something that may be a little uncomfortable, but, but is the path that we need to take now. Yes. And I think it's really important to understand that 
there's there's there will always be a safety net mm-hmm. you because no matter even if it's the biggest jump the biggest risk understanding or really driving it home to yourself that in this life there's really no right or wrong you're either going to learn you're going to grow always you're always going to learn but when you put yourself in, in i would say like your intuitive person's hands or god's hands universe's hands that kind of thing and you're making those decisions that are soulfully yours you're going to find that solutions pop up even if you feel you know like oh you know i i'm going to take i'm going to get a new job i i mean and i can give you a personal example for myself mm-hmm. um I last year I I decided I'm gonna get that I was self-employed and I burnt out right mm-hmm. <laughs> because I knew I'm like okay I I'm going through this stuff you know I had a death in the family and so I thought no now is time for me to take it easy because I was always and I was a go-getter all the time and I was driving myself into the ground I was bur- I was burning out and what I did was I sat there and I said this is the job I want I want a remote position. And I literally wrote it down what mm-hmm. I wanted. Yes, as you should. And then I, I <clears throat> right. And then I went and put my resume out on Monster. And I'm thinking I'm going to have to apply to all of these jobs. I literally got a phone call and it was the exact job I wanted. They, they found my resume and they called me. So, you know, there's always just miraculous things happen when you expect them. Like when you're like, nope, this is mine. I'm going to get it, you know? So that's just like a personal example of mine. Yeah, you put it out there. You knew knew that that you were ready to make a change and that, but if you would have never taken that step to put not only the resume out there, but to visualize yourself in that position already, maybe not a specific position, but working, um, having a job, working remotely, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also writing it down. If you would have never done that, you wouldn't have attracted that into your life, at least not in that timely manner. Oh, right. And it's the, I, I say this, you know, a lot and in, in with my friends and my family, but sometimes, sometimes you have to have more faith in yourself than faith in the facts. <laughs> you know? uh, um, I feel like you always have to have more faith in yourself than in the facts well, because the fact, what are really yeah, facts? Because, because facts, facts will bog you down, you know, it, they've, especially when you're trying to do something huge in your life or taking a big leap because facts and they'll, you know, this why, you know, a lot of people are really successful. They'll say, everyone told me I couldn't do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but they had more faith in themselves <laughs> than the facts. You know, yeah, that's exactly right. Like you just you visualize yourself already there and not really not. OK, and this is where inspired action and action comes in. Right. Because you right, visualize exactly. yourself already there, but you're not sure how you're going to get there. But when you start taking, say, action, because it's always factual, right? Not that there's not some facts that go into your getting to your desire. I'm not saying that at all. But if you're going through the action and just going through the facts and it doesn't feel right to you, you feel like you're always making something happen, um, pulling at it, then that's action. But when you, whether they're facts or not actual facts that you can prove, you know, right in front of you, but it feels right and you take that inspired action and just start going towards those things, that's when you end up with your desires. This happens a lot in relationships as well. And I feel like a lot of people don't think that this pertains to relationships. They just think of materialistic things or a place they're going to live or 
something. But, you know, in relationships, when you feel like you're always having to make something work and it's a struggle, rethink that. And I'm not saying that, right? And I'm not saying that that relationship isn't going to work, quote, quote, work. But I'm saying that that you're not going in the right way about that working to what is right for you, uniquely you in your life. And sometimes we just have to take a step back and reevaluate that. So I'm saying that because that, that is something that I have people come to me a lot and I've heard and seen that so much in the past and in the present that, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm, I'm going out of my way to do this, I'm going out of my way to do that. Or trying, you know, or they're trying to make somebody something that they're not. That's another thing of pulling somebody in a direction that they're not ready for. Right, exactly. I mean, and you're not always going to be in tandem. I think it's actually pretty rare for you always to be in perfect tandem with, you know, every single relationship. I think it's the overall, if, if you're on the, the same vibrational level mm-hmm. as that person, um, give or take, you can make something work. But if you feel like you're, like you said, if you feel imbalanced around them, I mean, you have a great blog post about this, by the way, like, you know, five signs when to end yeah, a relationship. That's right. Check it out. Yes. Yeah. Check it out on the blog. I mean, that is an amazing blog post. I love that because it kind of gives you, if you're saying yes <laughs> mm-hmm. to most of those questions, it's time to, it's time to, to cut the cord. It's time to know. take inspired action, right? Like inspired action yeah, yeah. instead of just action. And I know we, here we are now talking about relationships. This is why I love podcasts so much because you just go in so many different directions. But, you know, um, making something work. So I hear that being said a lot too. And I always feel like those words, making something work, means that you're again pulling to make something happen. And you're right, there's gotta be some sort of alignment in a relationship, whether it be a, a you know romantic, friendship, work, whatever. Um, there's some sort of an alignment, but there's also, and you've heard me say this numerous times, but the agree to disagree, but when people do that, really feeling good about that. You're not just saying it in like um, spiteful way or being annoyed with it, but just being okay with the fact that you have your opinion, I have mine, and we both are aligned with that, and that's good for us. And right, and go ahead. You're honoring the other person, right? You're honoring them, you know, as equal to you when you do that. And there's a good feeling about it, though, because I know, I know, me personally in my past, I've been in situations where I will um, be a little, I'd be a little annoyed you know, that, that they don't agree with me. And luckily that's part of growth. Uh, meaning I've, I've gotten through that, but I just know how it feels. So when people come to me or when they start talking about it, I, I understand where they're coming from. And I know you've been there as well. Um, and so if, if it feels that uncomfortable feeling is when you're not aligned. So I guess what I'm getting at here is then that is again, taking the action versus inspired action. You're taking action, trying to make something work when it's not. Right. It's a, it's a good example for this, uh, Kathleen, would be, I mean, I'm giving you something really, really simple mm-hmm. and draw the line. So like as a one, you kind of find yourself doing the dishes a lot or, you know, that's just kind of something that happens, at least for me, you mm-hmm. know, because we're caretakers or I'm a caretaker. Mm-hmm. And so it, I sat there and I realized one day, well, am I doing this action because I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to feel love or I'm really wanting this to work 
Or am I doing it because I love this person? And the action, when you just have the action part of that, when you're doing it because you want to feel love or you want to, you know, that you want the relationship to work, you're, you feel empty, you feel, you feel kind of resentful. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing something from a place of love, and again, it dishes is a very, stu- you know, it's kind of a, it's a very small thing. But when you're doing it because you feel love and you want to show love, there's really no emptiness there. There's no resentment. It, this is a gift that you are giving this other person, regardless of what it is. So there's, it's action, feeling empty, inspired action, feeling full. And then, you know, you're not bringing that, you know, disagreement because you, that you kind of created mm-hmm. <laughs> into other areas of your life, if that makes any sense. It, it does. And, and, and the dishes are actually a great thing because what I'm thinking of when you say that, <clears throat> is uh, my two children that are still young enough to live at home. Um, You know, when the 14-year-old goes over to the sink because the 13-year-old has left her bowl in there, um, you know, if he's going to clean that and put it in the dishwasher or wash it, it's going to be because he is doing that out of love. Because if not, he's going to either leave it there or be really annoyed when he does it and make us all know. So um, I know I'm using children or teenagers in that, but you know what? That's life. And, and, and when we're teenagers, this is when we learn these things. I mean, we learn these things as infants, right? As we get older and older um, or wiser, I should say. But when we are in the teen years, there's so many different hormones that are coming into play and we're growing so much physically, spiritually, you know, mentally, all of it, that these little um, examples, like you say about the dishes, they turn into huge things. They can oh, turn yeah. into <laughs> the, the, that little bowl that was left in the sink can turn into saying, something big. I use big. dishes as an example because housework is like uh-huh. something, you know, because I'm in a partnership, but you know, like uh, housework is definitely something that I, I can get resentful about really quick you know like I'm always doing this you know and it's but it is it's changing your mind and also communication I mean honestly uh it once I communicate that you know I'm feeling like this is not balanced Mm -hmm. you know if you're with a loving partner they're like oh my gosh I had no idea usually it's like oh I had no idea you know what can I do to help you how can you know we split this more evenly what's what is it going to take for you to feel balanced that's a good relationship that is and if and if you do Um, that communication and it's not in alignment then there's another uh thing to take a step back and let's look are we doing action or inspired action are we um because yeah I I totally agree communication here we are talking about relationships again but communication I, I you know I was married once before in my younger life um and I'm married now again but it communication I found was was either key or not key and if you did not have communication that is the base right because number one we have to have self-perception we have to have a healthy self-perception to we absolutely trust ourselves and then after that we have to be able to communicate that with a hundred percent like confidence it's, yeah, and it's like that self-worth thing. Um, and I love the book, getting back to the book, because it really, it, it, it's a good way to gauge where you're at with yourself as mm-hmm. well as many other things. But if I, if I really, because I used to be a total pushover. I'm an empath. 
Mm-hmm. So that means that like I feel everything around me, you know, all that crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I do. And and you want to give until you break, and you never, very rarely, do you really say anything. You know, like I'm unhappy. This is not okay for me. And once you get your self worth down, you realize no, I totally deserve the same amount of love and comfort that I provide everyone else, mm-hmm. and. They, you know, so once you start speaking your truth, that's what I like to call it, speaking your truth, you'll find that people will leave your life sometimes, but you'll have a peace. And the people that align with your self-worth, that's what you're, you're basically teaching people how to treat you and what's valuable to you in a relationship. Um, So when you speak that, it gives not only health to them, but it's also health for you. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and and with any age, like we said, we start this when we're younger, when we're kids. And this is what we need to do is be, it, the sooner we can learn this. And in saying that, the teen version of the 30-day self-perception makeover will be very helpful for the uh, middle school slash high school age. Um, but also I love that yeah I mean yeah I mean if we all knew something I I wouldn't I would not change a thing I went through a lot of lessons and that's why myself and you it's why we can um guide people that aren't there yet because we're all on our own journey but you know um the whole inspired action versus action we've been talking a lot about relationships but this also goes into everyday life it goes into our work life our our um home life and that there's relationships again, but it's not just romantic relationships. It is friendships. It is acquaintances. It's um, our, our jobs. Like you use the example of being burnt out and relighting that flame and know that when you reach burnout, you said it perfectly. Right. It's time and- for you to decide, are we going to reignite that same flame by getting a new wick <laughs> or are we going to go a new path? Because this is the universe or God, whatever resonates with you saying, okay, listen, this is done now. Now let's take inspired action to follow your passion. Exactly. And don't be busy, busy, busy. That's right. If you're busy, <laughs> busy, that are not healthy or, you know, not good for you and are not in alignment with you. If you constantly feel tight, if you're feeling exhausted all of the time, or this is monotonous, unhappy, you know, you don't have a spring in your step it's time to reevaluate your actions and what you're doing because would you rather take act and it becomes a habit it really becomes a lifestyle and it you'll does. pick and choose like am i going to put my energy into this no i'm not i don't i'm not feeling that today and i mean it takes a lot of practice because there's so much pull towards you know old habits but once it once you create the habit of asking yourself why you're doing something you completely revolutionize your thought process and that bleeds into every area of your life so you can confidently say in a business situation even no i i'm not doing that confidently right or yes i am doing that and and that to me it was uh, day seven chapter seven and it really did have a huge impact on you know my mental process and how i make decisions and what actions i'm taking and what they are actually doing for me and where's the root of why I'm doing them. Yeah, because I want to just mention one more thing. You know, we're talking about being in a rut and doing the same thing because it's monotonous and we're doing it. And, you know, when I was a single uh, mom, or actually let's go to when I was a um, stay-at-home mom doing the same thing every day, I was in complete burnout. 
Um, but you know, I did start making small changes because I realized it's not like you can just leave your kids at home and be like, all right, see you later, you know, depending on their age. So, um, I think I need me time, <laughs> um, even making small adjustments, like going to the park, you know, instead of staying home all day, making a plan. Okay. I'm going to spend an hour taking them to the park. And I know that's a small thing, but when you are a stay at home mom and you're there all day long, you need a change of scenery. And you, you know, I mean, I met some amazing other moms and dads going there. My, my kids met some amazing friends, you know, they could just play with some other kids. So there are little tweaks that you can make no matter what situation you're in. So, um, you know, feel free, please go to KathleenMinor.com. You'll see some blog posts there and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send me an email. If you have any questions for me, if you go to KathleenMinor.com, there's a spot there that says Ask Kathleen. Click on that, send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. And I really appreciate you, Caitlin, talking to me about um, the book and what you've gotten from it. And I know there's so much more we can talk about. So um, you guys will hear a whole lot more from Caitlin. And I appreciate you being here. Thanks, Kathy. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs>